When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by the Women in Revenue. This episode is a very exciting one for me. Not only do I love fashion, but I have a very special place in my heart for women who have reinvented their professional lives. And Stacey Jones has done just that. She's the founder and owner of Sun Love and Roots. She's a Texas gal who loves the ocean air. And Sun Love and Roots is all about bohemian chicness, and all of her clothes are made in the U.S. But before she let her passion for fashion shine, she spent 10 seasons with the Dallas Cowboys in their corporate partnership division. And she left when she was called to become a hot moody mess, a nutritional wellness brand. And then she reinvented herself yet again and coupled her wellness and her passion for fashion and launched Sun Love and Roots. Listen for when Stacy talks about her drive and for her heart and hustle. What I like about Stacy is she has a very strong work ethic and her voice is very, very soothing. But when she sets her mind on something, she perseveres and sees it through and understands that with the peaks, there are valleys. And in those valleys, there are lessons learned. She not only owns this fashion brand, but she pays it forward by being a product business coach, helping other women, because where she crawled, you can run. And what I love about that is she's authentic, vulnerable, and she trusts her gut and she trusts her community where she can share her successes and failures to help others grow. She's a woman that pays it forward. So sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Women in Revenue lives in a world where every woman has access to a thriving, supportive community of powerful, diverse, and daring members. As a nonprofit organization, they exist to serve women in revenue-generating roles across marketing, customer success, and sales with goals of workplace equity, inclusion, and career acceleration. Women in Revenue is a transformative organization which elevates, highlights, and encourages future female leaders. Their community strives to remove barriers and power career trajectories forward. Together, they unlock new opportunities for women in revenue, generating roles through networking, education, mentorship, and many other benefits. Visit womeninrevenue.org for more information. Hi, Stacey. Thank you for being with us today. Hi, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. The sun is shining behind you, and it looks like a beautiful day where you are. Uh, yes, I'm in Texas. So uh, today is sunny and 70 ish. Like a couple of days ago, it was like 40 and cold. So just Texas weather. 
So I saw that you are a Texas girl who loves the ocean air. I do. I'm obsessed. Like I should have been born. I I think I should have been born probably in California <laughs> or somewhere closer to the beach versus in West Texas. So, but at least what's in common is the sun is always shining. Correct. That is true. Just no, just no ocean air. <laughs> so you have a love for fashion and wellness and you're also a nutritional health coach. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I feel like I wear many hats. Um, I have many, many passions um, that I have brought into business. Um, back in 2013, I started doing health coaching with my best friend. Um, we started, uh, it was called Hot Moody Mess, HMM Wellness. Uh, we did that for a couple of years. And then from there, I always knew I wanted to have a clothing brand back in high school. So this has been years and years. I've always been like uh, into fashion and knew I always just wanted to do something. And uh, back in 2015, as I we were closing down our health coaching practice, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start venturing into clothing. And Sun Love and Roots was born for the athleisure, athletic, cute little graphic tees for working out, leggings that stay up while you work out. You're not tugging on them to keep them up in place and, you know, spending a lot of money on things that are just like falling apart. <laughs> so that was really important to me. And, but I wanted to create a, brand that just wasn't about clothing. It was more of a lifestyle. So I wanted to bring in the nutrition aspect. Um, I was a hardcore vegan for about 10 years. So uh, getting that message about plant-based eating was really important to me to get that out into the world. So uh, with Sun Love and Roots, it was just the clothing, but also sharing healthy recipes and helping people start eating better and living a little bit like healthier in ways that felt aligned and not so like hardcore. I, I'm not a judgy, <laughs> like plant baser, I guess. Like I was just always like, just start implementing a little bit into your diet and see how you're, you're feeling after, you know, see how you feel better. Uh, so that's why like every, every, uh, clothing that goes out the door, my hang tags have a smoothie recipe on the back of it to share the message and just kind of help people do it a little bit easier. So it was just kind of bringing both passions into one. And then it's just kind of evolved into this lifestyle brand. And now I'm here still doing the clothing and I have now like transferred into product-based business coaching, helping other women do exactly what I've done growing a brand for the past seven years. So that tag is so clever. I think that's genius brand integration. Yeah, it was a way to kind of tie it all together. And of course, like with Solomon Roots, like my market is, you know, the workout, you know, going to bar, going to brunch, going, you know, being able to run around your athleisure wear, but as well as, you know, kind of like, even for that one off person that might not know what, what is this? And they see my tag and it, there's a smoothie recipe, like, here you go, like, try it. <laughs> Is it your original recipe? Do you take recipes from others? It's my original. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I integrated like the, the health coaching into the brand. And um, I've done like smoothie challenges over the years and 30 day challenges, nothing like, nothing like promoting like weight loss, but more just being able to, you know, 
thrive better, flourish better in whatever you're doing in your daily, daily lives, just to kind of incorporate a smoothie, like do this, incorporate a salad. (laughs) I can't wait for the listeners to go to my website and check out one of your smoothie recipes because I ask each and every one of my guests for an original recipe. It can be from a cocktail to a smoothie to, you know, a main course, because I want to help working women ease their lives when they get home from work, what's for dinner for themselves, for their families. So I asked my guests to share recipes to help. Well, funny. (laughs) Well, there you go. Also, you know, it's just easier, like, especially, you know, like you said, working women and running a business, it's like, we forget about the health and wellness aspect of it, the mindset, the wellness, the nutrition, all the things that go into having a thriving, healthy business life. So it's, it goes hand in hand. Yes. And it's often that we forget about ourselves and put ourselves last, right? So mm-hmm. with Sun, Love and Roots, it sounds like you're bringing the woman to the forefront. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so before you were Sun, Love and Roots and before you were a hot moody mess, you worked for the Dallas Cowboys. I did. I did. I was in the corporate partnerships um, area of the of the franchise. Um, I was with them for 10 seasons. So started... Yeah, I mean, it was kind of right out of college in a sense and was with them for 10 seasons. And then I made the jump to running my own business. Like, it was like, it's either now or never. So take us back to that because you were working mm-hmm. for a great brand and in a great part of Texas. Was I, That couldn't have been an easy decision. It, yeah, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was a, you know... I know I, when I, when people find out, they're like, oh my gosh, how, how, how could you leave? How could you do that? Like, it's like, sounds like that's an amazing job. And it was, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about marketing. I learned a lot about branding and tying in, tying things into like into pretty bows in a sense, um, bringing in community, just building a brand that is recognizable, but also stands for something. Um, and when, it, you know, the decision, it was, it, it was a very hard decision, but it was like something that I just was like, it's in my heart of hearts. I knew that it was just time. It was just time. And I wanted to build something on my own. I wanted to be my own boss and just kind of do things my way. And that's just kind of, yeah, it was, it, it, it was tough. <laughs> it was, it was tough, but it was, like I said, it was a fun experience. There are so many tangible things that I could go back to saying, this is why I do what I do now because of that experience in my own business. Sure. And what people see, right. Is the success. They see people at the top of the mountain, jumping off the diving board. But what we don't see is behind the scenes that moment or moments where this decision tugs not only weighs on us, but tugs at our heartstrings. And it takes time to marinate, to foster, to play it through before we take our leap of faith and take that risk. Was there a deciding moment? Was there a period of time? What was that tipping point for you to say, I'm going for this? Well, I think it was for the for the most part, I was so excited about building Sun Love and Roots. And when I I started it in May of 2015. So really when that was when I launched. So basically probably back, I think I started like going through the motions and getting everything in in place back in like January of that year. So 
I think that I was spending a lot of time on SLR, trying to get it up and running. I knew that my, I knew I had a passion outside of uh, football (laughs) in a sense. And I think it was just this like moment of, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to leave because I was in such a comfort zone um, that it was like, we got to go, we got to go. And it, there were a lot of changes taking place in the organization, just like we were moving into a new facility and things like that. So it was just kind of like, it's time. I don't know. It's just something in the pit of my stomach. And I don't know if you're familiar with human design, but I'm a projector. And now that I know, I just learned this really recently, but past like six months, now that I know my I'm a projector, when I look back at those decisions, I know why it took me a little bit longer to like, I, I knew it, like, I guess I've spleen like intuition. I knew it, but it's like, I still needed to like sit and like, I still needed to kind of like, I couldn't just like go like how a manifester probably would be like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> There's something that in me that just told me that it was either I needed to, if I was, if I didn't leave, I was never going to leave. If that makes sense. It makes total sense. Stacey, you didn't mm-hmm. want to wake up one day and wonder what might've been without giving. Exactly. Shot. I was so scared of the, what ifs, like the, what if, what, what if I don't do SLR? What if, like, I mean, and I was also scared of the, what ifs, what if I do this and it crumbles and all this stuff. But I also knew that my heart and my hustle, um, I'm not afraid to work and get my hands dirty and just make things happen. So I knew that I had that drive and motivation that I was like, this isn't going to fail. Cause I had people ask me like when they, when they find out, they're like, I can't believe you would leave a job like that. Like, what's your plan? What, what's, what's your plan B if this doesn't work out? And I'm like, there is no plan B. Like, why would you even say that to me? There is no plan B. This is, this is, this is the plan. This is what we're doing and we're going for it. And there's been obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of ups and there's a lot of downs. They're the highest of the highs, lowest of the lows. And if the lows are like what kills most entrepreneurs because they don't know how to get themselves back up after because it, it happens to every it happens to every single one of us it's like if you're an entrepreneur you're building something that's from scratch on your own you're going to go through those really awful times and it's you're not no one boy I don't care I don't care who you are what you say like we all experience we all experience the very awful things that entrepreneurship does to us but it's it's how we like pick ourselves up and keep going you and I are rowing that same boat in that same direction. The highs are the high and the lows are the lows and you're, you're doing it alone. So who's in your trusted circle when you go through, you know, the iterations of leaving the Dallas Cowboys to becoming an entrepreneur to even just growing your business now? Well, I mean, uh, my, my mom has always been my biggest supporter. So that is one. I mean, she has gotten many phone calls from me <laughs> over years of me, like just basically like crying and like, just thinking, oh, I don't think I can do this. And obviously she is my, like, she's the one that always tells me it's okay. Just keep going. Like it's, it's all going to work out. Uh, my best friend. And I also have some other really, like really good friends that I've met virtually that I've never met in person (laughs) that are business owners that we all can come together. And it's good to have people that are in the same arena as you doing what you're doing, because even my best friend and my mom, they're great, but it's like, they, they still don't get that we're doing 
like what we're doing. It's still kind of, it's a solo, being an entrepreneur is a very solo, very lonely road. If you don't have other, other people that know exactly what you're doing and what you're going through. And people out there championing us, like our mutual friend mm-hmm. who introduced us and said, wait a minute, yeah. who's you here? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, also my SLR customers, my community, I, they're some of the biggest supporters. Like when I send newsletters out and I'm talking and I, I get very deep and personal in my newsletters. Like I let people know behind the scenes and what's going on. And when I'm having like, especially around COVID 2020, when things were just really pivoting fast in my business and things were shifting, I mean, I was letting people know exactly what I was going through and a lot of people would respond and just be like, I I love following your journey. Like, let's just go, let's keep doing this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So it's, that's a very piece of the puzzle too, building a community that is so involved with your brand and where you're taking it. I commend you for your authenticity and your honesty to build trust with that community. Mm -hmm. It's one of my biggest, like... One, one thing that I wanted to do, I, I wanted people to feel like they were a part of the brand. It wasn't just me selling and making an income. I wanted to, you know, I always say impact and income, but I wanted people to feel like they were here with me because if I, without them, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. So, I, and I take that, I don't take that lightly. Like I don't take anybody that spends one dollar with me lightly it's like you have choices and you have there's other brands out there and i'm so grateful for when people come to support because without them i wouldn't be here mm-hmm. i found a uh, instagram post that i really liked you have a lot out there but one stood out to me and so answer this question that you asked your audience you said the teenage me don't tell me what to do the adult me can someone at least give me a hint of what to do yes please especially in the entrepreneurial space tell me what to do no um yeah I uh yes (laughs) I I always think to myself like uh you know running a business like I always say just someone tell me what to do I always tell my boyfriend just tell me what to do tell me what to do tell me what to do and he's like he just like I mean, I can't like, I don't, you know, what I tell you what to do is probably not going to be what you want to do. So I don't understand. And so, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think that's the easiest, like as an adult, yes, I would love for someone to tell me what, if this is what you need to be doing. This is exactly what you need to be doing, but then I wouldn't be following my intuition and my instincts. And I'm not sure. Cause I feel like when you ask for advice, it's like people are going to always, always tell people, especially uh, women that I coach now when they're like, that they're, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're, you know, frustrated because their friends and family aren't supporting their business. And I'm always like, your friends and family are probably not the ones that are going to support your business. Strangers are going to be the ones to support your business. Um, They don't really understand what it is you're doing, things like that. So don't, don't take offense to it. So it's always like when you're going to friends and family or whomever asking for advice, they're going to give you their advice. And it's sometimes fear-based, if that makes sense. Like they're going to kind of tell you the safe thing to do. So it's almost like, I would love for anybody to tell me what to do. But at the end of the day, it's like, I feel like my own like intuition and my own like 
I know exactly what I need to be doing, <laughs> but it's a lot easier just to be like, just tell me so I can just move on. Oh, absolutely. Just like back in corporate, right? Tell me what, yeah. you, give me that marketing slick and I'll go market or I'll go sell that product versus coming up with everything in-house as a solopreneur. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's so much easier. Um, like things like perfect example. It's like you go in, you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing every day. It's like, okay, I've got these deadlines as the entrepreneur, you come into your office and it's like up to you. It's like, okay, like I have so much to do, but I don't even know. Like just someone tell me what to do, please. Like, let's just get this road, this show on the road. But yeah, that's where your heart and hustle chime in for you. That is, that is heart and hustle and just discipline and knowing that you just, I always tell, think to myself, I just have to move the needle just a little bit every day, just moving in a little bit every day. It doesn't have to be, I think that's so overwhelming that overwhelms people, especially starting out in business. It's like, they feel like they have to do everything and everything has to be pretty and perfect. And, you know, like I'm a big box store or something like that. It's like, no, you're, 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 you're start, you're startup, you're a small business. Like it doesn't need to be perfect. It doesn't need to be, look like you have millions of dollars in marketing. Like people like that authenticity. People like that imperfection and people I, I like to shop from small business. So be a small business. Like it's okay. Small business Saturday, right? Not only just around mm -hmm. the holidays, but year round. I think yeah, we're year round town so charming is the small business the even mm -hmm. even e-commerce you don't have to be brick and mortar but there's a lot of charm to that small business so i my heart has an affinity for small businesses as well i like to tell people i'm the rubbing two pennies to make a nickel face right now on my business <laughs> yeah <laughs> real hard right them together real hard yeah yes going back to your friends and family i I like to have them as my champions because you're right. Sometimes they don't fully understand the business or they look at you and go, how, how, why, why are you doing this? Why did you do that? So I'm going to flip the coin on you a little bit. You, you know, we talked about um, maybe how you felt taking your leap of faith, but I bet people look at you, Stacey, and go, huh, how did she do it? Yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's, yes, <laughs> that's a funny thing. Cause I, for a while that never, I never thought that people looked at me that way. And like every, I'd always get the comments, like, uh, you know, I look up to you, like, this is amazing what you built. And I always think to myself, what? Like, no, like this, no, like it's seriously, like not the one to be looking up to. Cause I always think, I, I, I know I don't give myself enough credit. Um, with anything that I do. And that's even when I was in corporate at the Cowboys, like I, people would be like, Oh my gosh, I'd be like, Oh no, it's nothing. You know, like this, it's nothing. So, um, I, yeah, I, you know, it's around March of 2020 when everything happened, that's when I started getting a lot of like messages direct messages because I started sharing a lot more because we were all home. <laughs> we all, everyone took everything to, everything was virtual, everything people were spending more and more time on social media. People were like, you know, I get think that's when like TikTok started being like really big and people started dancing and all the things. Um, but I started really get, going on social media and talking, just, just talking about business. And I had a lot of bar studio owners who would wholesale with me at the time that 
they closed down. So everything was like more virtual for them. But I was having a lot of people reach out to me asking like questions like, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And I was like, why are people coming to me asking me all these questions? Like, like I know. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I do know because I have built a brand. So it kind of just started just, just snowballed into this like thing that I never really saw myself doing the product-based business coaching and helping other people do exactly what I've done. So when they were coming to me, I was just like, well, this is really, this is bizarre. People are coming to me for advice and to help and all the things. And then one by one, I was just like, oh yeah, do this, do that. And it just kind of just, I don't know. It was crazy. Well, naturally, I mean, it, it it's probably seemed like a natural thing for those women to reach out to you. But maybe a little uncomfortable, yeah. but you made that uncomfortable comfortable and said, no, I, I, I've got this. By the right. way, one of the bar studios I worked out at shut down in March of 2020. And it was a sad day. I know. It was like, I know it's, it, it was somewhere close for like, you know, six months. And then next thing you know, like a lot of, a lot of the ones that I did a wholesale accounts through never opened again. And I was just like, this is just oh, so sad. <laughs> so sad. We're going it, to, it, it was sad and, and still is sad because I, I missed mm-hmm. that community going back to the community. We'll talk exactly. about highs in a second, but let's talk about a low, a low in your business where you thought, when will this tide turn and how did you persevere through it? Well, I, I know I keep saying it, but really throughout, I've, I was going to have to go back to when everything shut down, March, 2020, that's when my entire business kind of like took, there was just a big halt, um, considering that I do a lot of, uh, online, obviously direct to customer consumer, as well as I had wholesale. And I also had in-person trunk shows. So when all everything happened, the world shut down, my wholesale and my in-person trunk shows completely stopped. So that was a big chunk of business. And so I was just kind of pivoted over to online sales. But at the time, everyone, you know, it was just a very hectic time. Um, And there was like a, like a period that I was like this, I was coming up on five years. So uh, May of 2020 was my five-year anniversary. And I was like, what is going on? Like I've kept my business alive for five years and now it's just going to shut down. (laughs) Like, I don't even know what, I don't even know what to do. It was a very dark, dark, dark period. Um, I was kind of just all over the place. Um, You know, I was just unsure of everything. And then I started a couple of months into the pandemic, I started making masks and just, you know, randomly to match my leggings that, so it was like kind of a take, it was the same kind of material my leggings were made out of. And it was just this thing that I was like, okay, like, let's, let's do this. People started asking if I could make them. And I was like, yeah, I'm sure I could. And it just kind of snowballed. And that's kind of where it, it, it picked back up. And that's when I was featured in Oprah magazine for my mask of all things that I never set out to create. And I was thinking, this is a wild ride. This is a wild ride. And I I believe then is when I kind of thought to myself, like, whatever I thought SLR was going to be like, I just need to like stop and just let the universe take control and like point me in the, the, the directions where I need to go and what it's supposed to be and stop trying to force things to happen or what I thought it should be in a sense. 
Well, congratulations, because I mean, getting on in Oprah's publications is is huge. It's a huge accomplishment. And you took something, scraps, and upsold with math. Yeah. yeah. It was a great, it was a great, it was a crazy time, completely crazy time. And I was like, okay, well, this is what we're doing now. So let's go. <laughs> well, look at that sustainability too. I mean, environment. Exactly. Look at you diving right into the the hot topic of ESG that's out there today. One of the other highs I want to call out is you went from seven figures in less than a year of starting your own business. So, um, so I started, yeah, so I started in May of 2015 and then I left and went full time in February of 2016. So in that time it's, I didn't scale it to figures, but in that time I scaled it enough to leave my corporate job. And then in the next year and a half scaled. So it is, SLR is a seven figure brand. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So Mm -hmm. congratulations on that. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sure you share some of those secrets in your DIY business, right? You're talking about nourishing when you did this pivot from not only fashion, but then coaching other women, you said you wanted to share their secrets. So because you crawled, excuse me, because you crawled, others can run. I love when you exactly our conversation you and I had. Yeah, I um yes, I feel like when I first started, I know I, I've said this to you before, but like when I first started, I just felt like nobody wanted to spill spill the tea per se. Like I didn't know the secret handshake. I did not know how to get through the VIP door. Like I would reach out to other business owners and ask questions, just you know, just being like, hey, like what about this? What about this? And nobody really wanted to talk like manufacturing or pricing or anything like that. And it was just kind of like, okay. And at the time in 2015, there wasn't really a lot of uh, product-based business coaches out there. And the ones that were out there, I just didn't resonate with, um, or they, or they weren't, or they didn't really have a a product that they scaled, that they launched themselves. So it was just, it was just a very 2015, I, you know, the online business coaching space was not as like pumping and like, as it is now, I guess I did a lot of Googling. I did everything myself. I crawled, I made a lot of mistakes and I just kept like inching along and feel like now with my uh, membership community, helping newly product-based business owners, um, whether you've been in it for a hot minute, you've been in it for a couple of years and just have on their stride. My number one goal is helping people not do that, getting experts, getting the tools in front of people. So they don't have to sit hours Googling how to do this, how to do that, how to figure out pricing, how to, all the how to's, as well as working on your mindset, working on on your wellness, working on everything, because my whole thing is a nourished mind, body, business equals a thriving, flourishing bank account. It's it, they go hand in hand and people sometimes just don't, don't understand or see that connection, especially when you're new to entrepreneurship, you think, Oh, I'm going to start a business. It's going to be so fun. That's what they say. And then you get into it. And then it's this whole different, like beast that you're like, what in the world is this? as well as it's such a lonely road, having a community to be able to pull from and have others lift you up while you're, while you're all trying to build a successful business, but everyone's goals are different, but you're all trying to get to where you want to go. 
Well, thank you for sharing the secret sauces because a lot of people don't and you're giving back to community and helping others grow their business. So you're supporting other entrepreneurs out there. And my secret sauce, I say, is yourself and you need mentors, sponsors, and business coaches. And you had another social media uh, video that I watched around product-based coaches. And I think that's so Mm -hmm. important because when we launch businesses, we're not all experts in every asset and facet. So you have to, to shop that out, to farm that out to other people where that is their strength, that is their expertise, because they crawled to help you run in that regard. For sure. For sure. I think that's the thing. It's like um, being able to get, be in rooms with all the, the right experts to help you do exactly what you need to do. Because like you said, we're not all, we're not all experts in every single thing. Like there's a lot of things in my business that it's like, no, someone else needs to be doing this because I'm not, I'm not an SEO expert. Like I don't want to sit around and try to figure out my own SEO. Someone else could do it like that. And I would take me like probably two months to figure out to do it right. And they could take them two hours. Just being able to pull from those resources and to know I'm looking for this and this is where I need to go for it is like the number one thing. Cause I, there's, there's just so much out there. It's invaluable and, and time equals money. Uh, mm-hmm. My audience right now is women in steam, but I want to do a prequel for girls in steam. I recently wrote a book and I want to do a children's book and a whole children's line. So I'm working with someone in the toy industry because I want awesome. to get into it, but I don't understand it. So Exactly. Exactly. It's easy. It's so you go, you, you, you grow and scale quicker when you have the right people helping you. And we all, we can't do it by ourselves. That was my biggest thing too. It's like, I, I love working solo. Like, I feel like, Oh, if I can just do it, what, why not? Like, I'll just do it. But you can't physically do everything yourself and expect to scale and grow and um, do everything perfect or, you know, obviously you can't do everything perfect, but you know, just do everything by yourself. Like you need people, you need people in your corner. That was like my biggest, one of, one of my biggest takeaways when I first started, it's like, no, I can do it. Like I'll just do it. Like I'll do it. <laughs> no, get people, get like, get people in your corner to help you do whatever it is you want to be doing, because it's going to save you time, which like you said, time is money. It's going to save you energy. It's going to protect your energy. It's going to help keep you energized versus feeling drained. And when you're feeling drained, you don't want to do anything. You're just kind of like, ugh. And so it just, it spills into every other aspect of your life. And you want that bank account to thrive. Yes, you do. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of people, Stacey, as we round the turn here to our conversation, you started a collaboration with Danielle called Bless and Release. And I just, I love the name. Tell our listeners about it. Yeah, so I did this fun collaboration with one of my friends, Danielle, and it was just something that we were talking about and it just kind of came up super quick. Like it was like, oh, let's do this. Like she says all these little cute, feisty sayings and bless and release was one of hers. And I just love it. I love that it's just basically like, you know, it's like, when it comes to business, when it comes to personal life, when it comes to really anything in your in your life, we think we have to hold on to everything. Like we have to like, it has to be this way. It has to do this. Like, no, the, you know, like this person has to stay in my life or things, just things that aren't working. And 
sometimes it's just like bless and release, like bless, bless it for being in your life, bless whatever it is for the journey, bless that person for being there, teaching you whatever it was, uh, but release it because it's a beautiful thing to be able to bring something in and be like, this is what I got from it. This is, this is where I'm at now and release it out. It's just, it's so much better than holding that like negative energy in whatever, whatever it's surrounding. It's just, I just love it. Bless and release. Like it's not for me, bless and release. Like I, and I, 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 I feel like I say that a lot now because like if, you know, when something doesn't resonate with me, if someone's coming coming to me saying, Hey, we should do this together. And it just doesn't feel right. I always try to redirect it to somebody else. And it's just like bless and release before I'd be like, no, no, no. Like let's, we, we can do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And I'll be, you know, <laughs> down the road, I'll have resentment and I'll be like, ah, oh, this is like, I knew I should have said no, but we can, we all do it because we like to be yeses and not say, we feel like saying no is going to be very it's, it's just going to be detrimental to whatever we're doing, but like, it's like bless and release. Like, thank you. I love it, but just release it, like release it to the universe and let it go and find its home. Absolutely. Bless and release. There's people, opportunities that come into our lives and they serve us during a certain season of life, but maybe not going forward. And it's okay. Exactly. As long as you release with kindness and respect, right? But exactly. So true. And in saying no, it's setting boundaries for ourselves. So oftentimes it frees up more time to let us put our energy elsewhere. And, you know, you said that best exactly. a ago. So exactly. as we conclude, Stacy, two questions. One, how can we find you? And I believe if we sign up for your newsletter, you offer a discount off of the first purchase. I do. Yeah, you can find me at Instagram is just at Sun Lovin Roots. It's S U N L O V I N R O O T S. There's no G. <laughs> and then sunlovinroots.com. Thank you. And lastly, what advice would you give your futuristic self? My futuristic self. Um, basically, you know, kind of going back to the question like, the adult question basically just trust trust your instincts trust yourself like it's worked out every and everything that you ever have done or you know just the self-doubt you've had everything has always worked out so just keep trusting and just keep keep showing up and just keep doing doing the do and following your heart and doing what feels is in alignment with your soul your purpose and it could be something completely different from 10 years down the road who knows but the, the pivot. It's okay to pivot and it's okay to change and it's okay. It's okay. It's all going to work out. That's a lot. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of advice. That's like a lot to unbox there, but yeah, th there you go. I think that's, that's where it's at. Yeah. Don't be afraid to pivot. Love it. Nourish and bless and release. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Stacy. Thanks for having me. So it's been great talking to you. Special thank you to Stacy Jones for sharing her entrepreneurial story with us today. A special thank you to you, our valued listeners. You have a lot of podcasts to choose from, and I'm elated and grateful that you're here. A special shout out to the Women in Revenue for sponsoring today's episode and to New Voice Studios for producing it. The three key takeaways from my conversation with Stacy today are, one, entrepreneurship, it takes a village. And it's all about how you value your community, how you trust it, and how you grow it. 
how you surround yourself with a trusted circle. It's not only about how you grow your growth mindset, but it's also about growing the mindsets of others within your community. Secondly, it's all about pivoting. You never know what can happen when you pivot. And a prime example of that is when Stacy was featured in O Magazine in 2020 during the shutdown and her apparel line wasn't as selling like it had been in the past. She pivoted and took her scraps of her fabrics and made masks out of them. And the masks matched her leggings. And Oprah picked it up. That's pretty cool. And lastly, bless and release. My most favorite part about today's conversation. Not only is Bless and Release a fashion collaboration collection with her friend Danielle, but more than a clothing line, it's about the spirit of if someone, something is not serving you in your season of life, bless and release it. I encourage you to follow Stacy on Instagram as well as her website, sunloveandroots.com. And as we wrap today, I encourage you to check out my book, Full Steam Ahead, Triumphant Tales for Working Women to Overcome Adversity, Fear, and Self-Doubt. It's a new year. It's a new you. It's a great read. So if you or another female in your life could benefit from learning to overcome their adversity, fear, and self-doubt, I encourage you to check it out. It's an international bestseller on Amazon.com. Full steam ahead, Triumphant Tales for Working Women to Overcome Adversity, Fear, and Self-Doubt. I learned best through storytelling, so that's how I wrote this how-to business book. Through stories, vignettes of five ethnic women who have five challenges in the workplace and offer five solutions. I also offer tangible tools you can immediately implement into your life today, albeit professionally or in your personal lives. So I encourage you to check it out on Amazon today. Thank you and stay courageous. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.